You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, where you'll learn how you can use direct-to-fan marketing strategies to grow your fan base and generate income from your music with no record label, radio, airplay, touring, or press. And I'm your host, John Ojaka. All right, John Ojaka here, and thanks for tuning in again to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. Once again, on the line with me is Scott James. Scott, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, John. Wonderful. Well, today we're going to take a question. So, uh, again, if you're new to the podcast, uh, there's a little, a little hidden, semi-hidden page, at least as of this recording that I put together. You can find it by going to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash questions and you can submit a question there. There's a little voicemail kind of widget. You leave a recording of your, of your question and I'll include it on the show. Uh, so again, if you've got any questions then head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash questions. Um, we're going to get to that question in just a quick sec, but before we do that, uh, I, I, one, I wanted to thank, uh, all of you for tuning into the show as you have, uh, ratings have been have been really strong. I was just looking at the downloads, Scott, and we're hitting something like 60,000 downloads per episode lately, which is, which is kind of cool. Um, and, and I appreciate that. If you, if you're listening to this and you do enjoy the show, then, uh, and you want to help the cause, so to speak, then head on over to iTunes, leave a rating and review. Those things really help. Uh, and if you'd like to learn more music marketing tips along the lines of those we discuss here on the show, then head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for your free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. So uh, today we're going to be talking a bit about marketing in uh, in other markets, Scott, in, in other countries, specifically uh, Australia, but we'll tackle uh, other markets as well. I I think what's going to happen, Scott, with these questions is that people are going to ask pretty specific questions that pertain to their career. But to turn it into something a bit meatier, we're going to we're going to want to answer those questions, but we're also going to use uh, use their questions as the motivation to tackle a bigger issue. So if that sounds okay with you, uh, I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a, a quick break, uh, and then when we return, we'll we'll take that question. Sound all right? Sounds good. All right, back in a sec. You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto Podcast. All right, so we are back. Um, this first question comes from Peter in Australia. Uh, uh, should I try? Do I try an Australian accent here? <laughs> I, I had one. <laughs> I had an attempt all loaded up, but then I got I got scared. Um, I think I'll I think I'll skip it. But uh, we'll, we'll let Peter introduce the uh, the Australian the authentic Australian accent for us. So let's take a listen, Scott, and uh, and and we'll we'll reconvene here in just a minute. Here goes. Okay. Hey, John, this is take five from me. I'm going to try and keep this real quick because I've tried this four times already. Um, thanks so much for putting up a great online platform to help all us musos that don't know anything about selling our music and blah, blah, blah. Um, and thank you for the continued help that you give all of us even after all is said and done. Much appreciated. So going to be quick. Uh, I was just at the point of fine-tuning my funnel after following your Music Manifesto 3 tutorials. 
And I got to, yeah, basically hit a whole bunch of uh, roadblocks back in Perth with my original band and the music scene over there. Um, oh, every kind of problem. You've probably been through them all yourself. Uh, so I had to put the whole project on hiatus. So I've gone over to Queensland, playing lots of gigs here, helping a friend build a house. So it's been a good break for me. I want to get back into it. Um, so here is my question. I have found that the Australian uh, Australians seem to be very wary of internet scams, and it's really hard to strike up a trust between uh, cust- potential clients, customers on the internet. Uh, so my question is, how much experience have you had selling or striking up a relationship with Australian audiences via this kind of this this kind of funnel? Um, uh, besides trying to get past all the junk mail filters everyone has on their email addresses and everything, have you? How do you strike up that trust with particularly the Australian audience? I find them to be very mistrustful. Cheers, man. All right. So I like this question, Scott. It 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 it. Uh it addresses, you know, there's some there's some important truths to some of what uh, Peter's asking, uh, or you know, the issues that he's raising. But also, I think it's an opportunity to discuss just some broader points of marketing. Um, I have seen a cynicism, or I should say, I've seen different differing levels of cynicism in different countries. Um, uh, not so much in Australia for me personally. I have I have worked with uh, customers and clients that have been marketing in Australia, and I've seen many do it successfully. So I don't feel, uh, and in fact, I've I've done a lot of marketing in all uh, English speaking countries. There are certainly many countries I've not personally marketed in, but I tend to focus on the U.S., Canada, U.K., um, Australia, and New Zealand, and and I've had success in all of those markets. But they they do tend to perform a bit differently, and there is a higher level of cynicism. If there's going to be a negative comment on 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 an ad, I find that uh, more often than not, it tends to for me it's come from the U.K. To be honest, there, I think there is that higher level of distrust. But I, you know, the solution in, in every instance is just a higher level of authenticity. I mean, I think, I think, and again, we're talking to a large audience here. Some people are just podcast listeners and they've never gone through my course, Music Marketing Manifesto. They don't have any idea that, that we're preaching a specific marketing doctrine here but the the idea for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about is we we don't go out and just try to get radio play or streams or exposure what we do is we drive traffic we build our mailing list and we monetize that mailing list that audience with uh, occasional promotions but of course everything starts with creating an authentic relationship and getting people to genuinely engage with our content and because I teach this stuff as I kind of need to as, as one template, you know, sort of one size fits all template. That's really the only, only way you can teach, uh, any kind of lesson to thousands of musicians. Um, I think people get a little bit stuck in, okay, I must follow templates exactly. I mean, the, 
the underlying core principle to all of this stuff and what must be in place if any kind of marketing is going to work is that you need to speak directly to your audience. You need to match the conversation that is already taking place in their mind and be, and be a leader of their tribe. So it may be that for you, based on what you're currently doing, you maybe Australians have been a bit cynical. Maybe there's something too over the top about your particular approach right now. And, and I think that if you think that your audience, and again, it may not be Australia, it may be the segment of Australians that you're targeting. I don't know what kind of music you make. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe you're a rock artist and, and there's a disconnect there based on the tone that you're using. Um, but if you, if you start Every bit of marketing, okay, actually I'll segue and say that I, I do this kind of goofy little exercise whenever I'm writing copy. I, I, when I was 18, I used to work in Pike's Place Market, like most 18 year olds with weird hair, um, did <laughs> back then. Uh, this is Pike's Place Market in Seattle. It's a noisy sort of one of the old school, I guess, farmers markets in the US, but it was a everyday kind of market. And all us weirdos could get jobs there and sell produce. And you had to, it was a loud place. You had to kind of holler out to people that were walking by and get them to come over and you'd start talking to them. You get them to try some produce. And uh, if you were lucky, they'd buy some and your boss would be happy. So I kind of put myself in that scenario whenever I'm sitting down to write ad copy, particularly if I'm having a hard time, close my eyes and, and actually quite often talk out loud um, because somehow the act of talking out loud forces more authentic um, dialogue. Often I'll record it and I'll imagine instead of, instead of selling strawberries or whatever, I'm selling my music. I'm sitting there at my produce stand, just like when I was 18, but, and I've got all of them surrounded by fruit in this, in this analogy for some reason, um, or this exercise, but I've got a stack of CDs there and I see somebody walking by wearing a t-shirt uh, of, my target audience. So let's say, let's say I'm targeting fans of, I've used this analogy before in some of my courses, but, uh, of Guns N' Roses. Let's say, uh, I actually happen to be more singer songwriter, but let's just use them as a more easy, uh, example. Somebody, I'm, I make music inspired by Guns N' Roses. Along comes someone wearing a Guns N' Roses t-shirt. How, and they're not paying any attention to me. How would I call out to that person and get them to come over? It's not going to be, Hey, you come over here. And buy my CD, you know, that's just going to put up a wall and turn somebody off. So I need to not only come up with something authentic and genuinely interesting to them, but also do so in a tone uh, that 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 they can connect with. I need to look like the kind of person that they want to talk to. I need to be uh, you know, of the right age range and have the right haircut and use the right words and all of those things that this is just human behavior 101. And, uh, one of like, again, going back to that analogy. So I wouldn't say, Hey, you come buy my CD. Uh, and I wouldn't even say, Hey, want some free music? Because again, I'd be likely to throw up the, uh, uh, cause that person to put up a wall. But instead I might say, uh, they, I might call out to that person and say they, they've never been the same since Stephen Adler left the band or, or some, some weird conversation starter, which to a Guns N' Roses fan, that, that's a common point of, um, discussion. You know, I'm, it's kind of like the old Star Wars versus new Star Wars. I know, wouldn't you agree that, that there's, there's post, um, Stephen Adler and, 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 
uh, or there's Steven Adler Guns N' Roses and post Steven Adler Guns N' Roses. I don't know. Um, but I think that this is a, a something that might cause that person to turn to me and, and say, huh? <laughs> you know, and again, you got to really get authentic with what this dialogue would be like. And I'd say your shirt. I saw your shirt. Uh, uh, Guns N' Roses, they've never been the same since um, Steven Adler left the band. And that person might totally agree or disagree. And then a dialogue would ensue that would eventually lead to me saying, you know, if you are a fan, I mean, they're pretty much what inspired me to start making music. You should check out my CD. It's free. Here you go. And I'll take that very natural conversation and dialogue that I could actually see happening. And again, this is one of the reasons that I, I often talk out loud when I'm doing this because it inspires natural conversation as goofy as it feels and I'll distill it into copy and that that is usually the basis for my ads and for my squeeze page it's starting a dialogue with real people I think we get stuck behind our keyboards and start mimicking other marketing that we've seen even if it's my own marketing that I use as an example that's stuff that's worked for me and may not work for you so you need to really match the tone of your audience so if there's a disconnect it could be simply that you're not matching the tone of your audience it could be that Australians are more cynical I think there's I don't know that that's true. I think that there's cynicism all over the world. You know, uh, I think I think people are generally cynical when something doesn't feel authentic and especially when it comes to art and music. And so I think that's that's ultimately what it requires. And to answer your question more directly, um you know, yes, I've had experience with it. And yes, I've had success. These strategies, I'm yet to find any anywhere or any way that they don't ultimately work there are good examples and bad examples and bad examples won't be profitable but the direct to fan approach of of building an audience via email and and social media and communicating with that audience over and over again building a real relationship creating interest and desire with those prospects and then asking for a little bit of financial support uh, throughout the year i'm i'm yet to run into any situation where that doesn't work, where I tend to have trouble is when the messaging is inauthentic, when we've chosen the wrong target audience, um, when the uh, artist won't open up or engage, uh, or when, frankly, the the personality behind the campaign is not not remarkable, not interesting enough to pay attention to, or at least hasn't found that that part of themselves that is is worth paying attention to and tuning in to to uh get a get a get a uh a, a better glimpse of um any uh, what, what what's your reaction here scott what what are your thoughts to what i'm saying you're you're a personality profiler who works in the music industry so what's your take on why something might not work and particularly your thoughts on different countries well um yeah, I'm sure it's it's going to be different in different cultures, but I think what you said about authenticity is is really what it's all about, or you know at least a, a big part of it. Another thing that comes to mind for me is um, just how important it is to get feedback. So we all kind of live in a bubble, and until we get a lot of experience and feedback, we're going to have blind spots and things that we're not aware of. And I think the the way that we get better at things like writing copy for these ads 
is through feedback through so like you know uh inside a circle for example where people can post the stuff that they're doing you know their headlines and, and their ads and then get feedback and you know hear from other people how they perceive what they wrote because we all just you know we're all kind of in our own bubble and the only way out of it is to get a lot of feedback sure Sorry, was that the end of a sentence there? Was a full stop. All right. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And, and I think I, well, I know I've, I've had a lot of, um, MMM members do pretty well, um, surveying their list, simply surveying the list because a lot of people are stuck, particularly people who are more exclusively creative minded, you know, that the marketing side of things doesn't come natural to them. I'm always surprised by it, but it's been brought to my attention that I shouldn't be surprised by how many musicians don't really know what kind of music they make or who their target audience ultimately is. And so one of the things that you can do to get that feedback is to simply put a survey together. You can use Google Docs and create a, a survey form uh, and embed it on a page on your website. You could use a paid uh, option like survey monkey and just simply send an email out to your uh, audience asking uh, them to do you a favor and give their opinion on what kind of music uh, that they think you or what kind of music uh, or artists you sound similar to. Um, and while you're at it, if you ever do that, I think it's really important to ask a little bit of demographic information, you know, where they live, uh, what age group they belong to. You may not want to ask people their specific age. They might be protective about that. You know, are you between 30 and 40 and 40 and 50 and so forth, uh, if they're male or they're female. A good thing to do, frankly, is to just go on into your Facebook uh, ad dashboard as though you're going to create an ad and take all of the different demographic options that you have there and include those in your um, in your survey so that you can you can line up the results you get in your survey with future ads. Um, but a lot of uh, artists have reported a lot of success with this when they're truly stumped, um, uh, just simply asking their uh, audience, you know, hey, I'm about to embark on a marketing campaign for the next album, and it would really help me to better understand my fans um, and when what their perception is of of my music. Can you name three artists that you think I sound similar to and uh, see what comes back? And hopefully you'll get one or two answers uh, that appear over and over again. And that'll give you sort of a starting place. Um, again, getting a little bit off topic for um, the, the point on, on marketing in Australia, but I think the feedback point is valid. And I think that's a, that's a good way to approach getting that feedback. But, um, and, you know, again, the demographic information will give you insight into what, um, you know, is the, the best way to speak and communicate with your audience, who these people are. Another thing that you can do, and this is a, this is a pretty new tool. It's called uh, dynamic creative and it's in your Facebook, uh, ad manager. And you can go and literally split test. I don't know if you've had any experience with this yet, Scott, but it's an awesome tool. I just cut my ad costs in half using this the other day in a, in a, in an insider circle lesson, um, demonstration it was, was pretty cool because it was just a thrown together, uh, ad campaign. And oh, actually, I think I cut them down by, yeah, 70%. Um, yes. 
but uh, you can go and instead of split testing one element at a time, you can virtually split test every single aspect of of an ad. So you can add five headlines, five um, descriptions, five link descriptions, choose multiple order buttons, upload five images, and then run your campaign and give it some time. You know, you can't turn it off after five clicks or something, but you can try very different marketing messages and approaches and Facebook's just going to rotate all of these different elements elements in very random um, combinations until it decides which element is performing best. So with a relatively small amount of money, you can you can um, really hone in on the messages that are ultimately working. So aside from surveying your list and aside from, you know, again, bring this back to um, Peter's question about uh, how to ultimately connect with a cynical audience try different things. You need to split test. That's how you're going to get there. Try different marketing messages. Try being polite. Try being a bit edgy. Try being uh, the opposite of whatever it is you're doing. If you're being uh, over the top, be really subtle, um, be really blunt, and also try being really smooth and try all these different things. Uh, use, use if you want, the dynamic uh, creative uh, tool there again there's a new lesson on this in the insider circle you can find out more about my insider circle mastermind program at musicmarketingmanifesto.com if you're at all interested but uh, use that tool and split test all these different elements and you will start to see patterns winning elements will start to emerge and uh, you should really have no problem marketing in australia whether or not it's a, a cynical um, market or not and again i have no reason to believe that it necessarily is. Um, but again, we all have our different uh, standards for authenticity. And I think that's what's important to all people, no matter where they are uh, in the world. And I think I think maybe in the US, we're so used to advertising that we have a slightly thicker skin, slightly, that's a big underline under slightly. Uh, but when it comes to overt advertising, I think than some some other countries, um, I think, for all of our YouTube haters out there in the world, there, there actually is a certain level of blindness and ex, uh, 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 ex, that's not a word acceptableness, but you know, it's somewhat more acceptable. People either tend to respond or just ignore. Um, I mean, again, there are plenty of haters, but I think more so anyway than other countries, the U.S. tends to be uh, a little more used to it. Um, I don't know. Any final thoughts on this before we kind of close this out? Uh, no, I think that that pretty much covers it. Um, yeah, I guess just, you know, my, my thoughts are that, uh, yeah, this is, you know, this is something that, um, you really have to try some different approaches with and, and get feedback and, and, uh, you know, it can be, uh, sometimes it can seem like there's some kind of an external factor, like that the, the audience is, uh, cynical, but, um, I think it's you know, usually just a matter of, uh, getting better at the craft. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it there. All right, thanks Scott. Thanks for being here. So I didn't have to be all all by myself with my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks Peter for submitting the question once again. If you've got a question, head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash questions. Uh, and if uh, if if it works, we'll use it on a future show. And um, if you've enjoyed the show, then please head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a rating and review. Those things really help. All right. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, take care. 
Thanks for listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can market your music using the direct-to-fan strategies discussed on this show, then head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for your free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. Once again, that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com.